Welcome everyone. We're so glad you're here to chat with us. I'm Lauren and I'm joined by my amazing teammate, Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey, everyone. We're incredibly honored to have two guests joining us today, Melinda Klamer and Representative Teddy Reese. Melinda is United Way's 2-on-1 director, coming to us with 14 years of working with the Florida Department of Children and Families. And Representative Reese is a respected local attorney while also residing on the Georgia State House of Representatives, as well as serving on the United Way's board of directors. Welcome to you both and thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Hi, thank you. Well, we'll start with Melinda. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Melinda, and your role at United Way. Okay, well, um, I just came over to the United Way last month in July, um, moved to Columbus, fresh, so I'm still getting used to the area, enjoying the new activities here. Um, prior to that, I actually worked with the state of Florida, as you mentioned. I worked with the Florida Department of Children and Families um, at their headquarters office for the past six of those 14 years, helping with high level concerns that came in from across the state of Florida um, for constituents that needed assistance navigating services with uh, DCF. So this is a new adventure, but it's very much in line with what I had been doing previously. Yeah, so one of the questions I had for you, Melinda, is how has working in state government informed or guided your strategy now in your current role as director of 211? Um, well, a lot of the, the services that assist the population do come from the government, and they are those kinds of services. Things like food stamps, Medicaid, um, mental health services, those kind of things. Um, so knowing the inner workings of how that happens within the state government helps when you're trying to assist people in the community navigate those services. Um, it's very confusing for most people. You know, mm -hmm. they feel overwhelmed. So knowing how to tell them to go from point A to point B um, is really good when you understand that process internally. So do you, when somebody calls, Melinda, are you able to say, I think you should start here and this is what you can expect? Are you, are you able to give that level of detail? Um, with the government services, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say we don't usually go quite that detailed. Um, a lot of times what we're doing is guiding you where you want to go. Um, but it helps to know when someone's calling 211, they often do not have the words for what they're needing. Sometimes what they're expressing to us isn't exactly what they need or there might be additional needs. So being able to understand how things interact and how services come together um, can help us serve people better when they call us and they might ask for one thing, but as we're talking through it with them, we're discovering other needs and how to direct them appropriately because we understand how that all connects. Right. Um, so that's the value. Right. Okay. So you're getting, let me just give an example. Someone might call with concern about childcare, but as you talk to them, you might find that really what they're, they're needing is help financially. Mm -hmm. um, they could be underemployed. And so not being able to afford the childcare that will keep them employed. Right. So maybe we can direct them to some job training programs or to the local oh. workforce board to find, you know, better employment opportunities. 
um, that would help support that ongoing need of the childcare. Yeah. Um, that's really what we wanted to try to do, help get them stable, not just that immediate need, but also how do we help with that more underlying cause too when able when we're able to. I love that. Well, what are some of the greatest needs that you've seen in our community, Melinda? What are some of those immediate needs that we can help with as far as call volume or text volume to 211? Well, I think most of us know one of the biggest needs in most communities across America, but Columbus also, is housing. Um, both people who are just needing a little bit of support because rental prices are going up. Um, you know, maybe their mortgage is starting to become a lot with taxes going up, things like that, or people who are unhoused and actively needing placement in a house. Um, you know, there's a few different ways that happens, but that is one of the biggest and most urgent needs at the moment. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's not an easy fix. Um, we do have resources we can direct them to, but it, it is a larger issue in many ways. Um, things like utility assistance also, we all know there's a heat wave going on right now. So, you know, that's going to increase traffic of people needing assistance as those bills start to climb and it's not within their allocated budget. Um, and then obviously the other need that we hear over and over again is food. People who are struggling to meet that nutritional need for themselves and or their families. That's, that's always another big piece of that. And sometimes we may not be able to help with your, your financial need or your rent, but maybe we can help you with your food need that will lighten your burden financially to help pay that rent. So sometimes we can offer that other alternative too. Right. Something that they might not have thought about previously. You can mm-hmm. hear that. I love that part of two on one, how you can be creative in solving a problem together because you know all of the services that are available may not be quite obvious to the person calling. That's amazing. I think, um, yes, government services are vital to supporting the people that call, but also we couldn't do this work without our collaborations and partnerships with the other agencies and programs in the community. Tell me a little bit about that collaboration process. Um, So that's something we're actively looking to build upon and expand. United Way has great partnerships with many different um, agencies within the community. But we do know that some of our more outlying communities that are served by 211 don't have as strong a network as we'd like. Um, And so that is something that myself and Christina Guzman, who is our manager for 211, um, are actively working on how do we build that network out for some of our underserved communities that aren't necessarily directly here in Columbus. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of folks who live in the outlying areas, and, and we want to make sure they also have access to resources as they're available. Well, that's wonderful. So 211 connects you to local services to assist with your immediate needs. We talked about housing is an urgent need in our community, utilities assistance, food, the need is great there. Um, but when you look at 211's website, 211uwcv.org, um, there's a really long list of other resources to kind of help with long-term planning and success. So could you talk a little bit about that too, Melinda? It looks like there were things with like counseling, legal services, mm-hmm. education, the list goes on and on. What are some of the resources available to our community? 
Um, we're, we have about anything you would need. Um, we've mentioned childcare, um, you know, medical services, you know, directing you to some of our sliding scale fee clinics or low income clinics or things like that. Um, mental health, that's, that's a big issue with a lot of folks. Um, things like um, nutrition, you know, not just food, but maybe they need help with nutrition as far as they're diabetic and they don't. Um, they need someone to help guide them in that. You know, there's there's resources for that out there. We have a wide variety. <laughs> um, I mentioned job, you know, we can direct you to places that help you with job training, getting your GED, those kind of things. Um, we're looking to solve the underlying needs. Again, we don't want to just say you're coming to us with X. We want to know why you have it and see if there's something we can address too. Because often what you're coming to us is something that is that immediate need you know you have right now. But if we can help you figure out what's causing that need and help you address that also, that can help you not have that problem in the future. Um, so we have a wide variety of resources on the website um, and that we can help people with when we're talking with them. Um, you know, just so many things I, I couldn't even begin to tell you. <laughs> That's so exciting that you're not just solving the crisis immediately. You're really working this journey with them to back up into what is the cause. That's really exciting and quite um, compassionate and generous. I'm, I'm very happy to be part of this program. Well, thank you, Melinda. The need is so great, and we're proud to announce the expansion of 2 one call center operations to better serve our community. Thank you, Melinda, for all you do. Representative Reese, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and your role and your connection to United Way? Sure, sure. Well, first of all, let me just say how wonderful it is that you, Lauren, and Alex are doing this amazing show for our community. I think the more avenues that we have to get information out for our people, uh, the greater we are and the stronger we are. We can never have too many folks sharing great information about what's happening. And Melinda, on behalf of the 60,000 residents of House District 140, I want to welcome you to Columbus, Georgia. We are so glad to have you here. I know it was uh, weather-wise, it may have been a tough move to move from Florida to Georgia. Uh, <laughs> I attended law school in Florida, in Orlando, and so I spent three years of my life there and took the Florida bar there in uh, Tampa at the Pink Convention Center. And so um, I definitely have some history there in Florida as well, but we are excited about the knowledge that you're going to bring here to Columbus, Georgia, and your work on our 211 system. Um, 211 is extremely important to so many of us here. We're glad to see it here in our area. Uh, my history with United Way goes back to when I was working as a regional supervisor and a lead business analyst for Geico Corporate over in Macon, where I ran my first corporate United Way campaign for Geico Corporate there. We raised a record-breaking amount of money that year, and um, I had been engaged with United Way in Central Georgia um, since that time. And so um, after leaving Geico and working for the city of Atlanta and getting a master's and going to law school, after law school, God led me to Columbus, Georgia, um, where I would begin a new career, a new life. I met my wife, 
we're raising our six-year-old who will be seven on the 19th of this month, the 19th of August. So she's excited about her big birthday. Wow. But, um, yes, we're excited <laughs> too. But, uh, but once I hit the ground here, I knew that United Way was one of the organizations in which I wanted to engage because of the criticalness that the organization plays to the community and the ability of United Way to pull together with little effort, a lot of uh, our stakeholders and, and the coalition building that goes on in our community with the organization. And so I started out working with United Way by being a part of the community groups that would review applicants and things of that nature for um, funding. And then I was asked to join the board and I happily decided that I would join the board. But um, Lauren, you and Alex both know I have been a very strong, strong supporter of 211 for a yes. long time since I saw it in operation in Atlanta. Right. And I worked there briefly under Mayor Shirley Franklin. So I knew how important a 211 system could be to our community. The number is easy to remember, it's easy to dial, and it gets you to a one stop shop place where people can have access to programs that are needed from a social perspective. You know, everybody's not, and a lot of folks are not looking for someone to take care of them all their lives, but every now and then you run into people that just need that little assistance for this one moment. Those folks are oftentimes one paycheck away from financial disaster within their families, and they just need some help. And you know what? The fact is, none of us never know when we may be in a situation like that. Some of us are blessed to grow up in families that, you know, have, haven't had financial needs in a long time because of historical finances. Some of us, like myself, I'm a first-generation college graduate in my family, you know, and I found myself in a position of helping others. Um, during the time of need, my wife was a family medicine physician here at Piedmont Columbus Regional. You know, I look at her family and think about her family back in Mississippi. She comes from a strong family of college graduates, and they've been doing this, you know, for a couple generations now. So they, they, we tend to think about our community um, like, like a game board where you can see everyone at every level at all times. Well, that's not true. It, 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 people are in varying positions at all times. You got to kind of think of life like a 3D spectrum, which is why I appreciate our educators so much. And I'm glad to see a lot of United Way programs in our schools because those teachers, when those kids come into that classroom, they may have 20 to 30 students that are coming from 20 to 30 backgrounds that are dealing with 20 to 30 different situations. Some of those children didn't see their mother last night. Some of them haven't seen their father in years. Yeah. Some of them haven't eaten since the last meal they had at school the previous day. Right. So, you know, there's just so much that's going on. And for United Way to play such a major role in our community and helping to make sure that we fill the gaps, helping to make sure that we lift those that need to be lifted. Because when we work together, we can do amazing things. You know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And that's what we want. We want everyone to be lifted together because contrary to how some may believe, the fact of the matter is we cannot be a strong Columbus unless we're taking care of all of Columbus. Columbus yeah. cannot survive off just one portion being the part of town that is successful and prosperous and booming. 
we got to lift everyone. You have to look at it like the chain, like the chain perspective. If you have one weak link in your chain, guess what? Your entire chain is weak and it may fail at any moment. So United Way is fighting every day, and I'm a p- proud to be a part of that with other amazing board members and our current amazing board chair, Randy Warren. I just love her. And Gwen, who just stepped down. I love Gwen, too. Let me be clear about that. They are some amazing women doing amazing work in our community. But United Way gets it. United Way understands that in order for Columbus to be the best that she can possibly be, then we all have to work together and collectively. And that's what's so exciting about what Melinda will be doing with 211 and the entire 211 system in our city because we're going to provide that easy access for those that need that assistance, that need that one month help with utility or one or two months help with rent or, you know, trying to feed their family or need help with childcare or something of that nature. Those are resources we make and help. And, and that's what we need the community to know. That's why Lauren and Alice, my wife and I, I think it was last year, we were very honored to to, to sponsor a community um, publication um, uh, that aired on TV That's that right. introduced 211 to a lot of our community, you know, and, and we took that on our shoulders because we really believe in what 211 is and what it can do for our community. Well, what a wonderful testimony. Representative Reese, we need you on our marketing team. I feel like that was such a great testimony to the work of United Way because it is collective. We can't do what we do at United Way without you. We can't do it without our partners, our board members, all of our constituents. So thank you for that. Um, and so I'm I'm curious to know from your perspective and your role in, in government, how can 211, specifically the data provided by 211, how can that help support the work that you're doing? Um, and kind of help, does it help inform policy to address constituent concerns? How does that work? Absolutely. All of this, in in my eyes, it works together as a collective. You know, I'm I'm proud to represent House District 140, um, which, you know, is is hard to really, uh, on spot, identify your political lines. But if you will, just bear with me and say, look at 185, right? So everything west of 185 to the Georgia-Alabama line, the river, from Fort Benning up to J.R. Allen is roughly about 95% of House District 140. It spills over just a little bit. So that generally shows you the area that I represent in Atlanta under the Gold Dome. And I also happen to have zip code 31903, which is the poorest zip code in the state of Georgia right there in my district. So I understand intimately the challenges of so many folks in our community that are simply trying to survive. Those that tell me, Teddy, hey, I would love to get me a job um, and, and, and work um, you know, on the north side of town. But guess what? The city buses stop running at a certain time. Or those who say to me, Teddy, I remember when I retired here in this community, it was such a great community. Now we've watched it go down because, you know, there are landlords with rental properties who don't want to keep them up and they become a haven for drug activity and prostitution and, and, and gang activity and everything else that is negative on a community. So by working with United Way and having this data that's going to help us do 211, we can strongly identify and 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 actually passionately argue for the resources that we need to come into this area to help this area out. One being economic development. 
we need a strong focus on economic development in South Columbus, particularly along Victory Drive, South Lumpkin, North Lumpkin, that area. We need some new growth. We need some new industries. And, and it's, it's that type of activity that drives out the negative. When you, when you make sure that a community is well lived, when you have sidewalks for our children walking to school so that they're not trying to dodge cars in the highway and things yeah. of that nature, then you are building a strong community where people can can thrive. Now, everybody's not going to want to live in the same community. And I understand that. And you have to respect that. But at the end of the day, regardless of what community it is, community resources should certainly not be distributed based on those who have influence or the ability to make their voices heard and get the things out. So the data that's going to come from this, the ability of us to be able to drill down on some of the challenge issues and see the resources that are going to be needed, um, it's just going to be fantastic. And I'm super excited about us being able to capture that information with Melinda and her team, and also just learning how and what resources we're going to need to put in certain areas to help our children, you know, to help our seniors, to help our veterans. We have a growing number of homeless veterans here in Middle Georgia and uh, West Central Georgia. And so when you think about all of that and, and, and how that comes together, you know, this is one source that anybody can call. You don't have to be a certain race or a certain age or a certain gender or certain sexual orientation. It doesn't matter. Anyone can call 211 and, and talk about the challenges they are experiencing. And we're not just saying you can call. We're saying we want you to call. We yeah. need you to call. Because we need to understand what's happening in our community. We need to understand the challenges that we have. And, 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 and this is another example of what makes 211 so great and, and United Way. United Way is actually putting the boots on the ground to do the work. Look at the people we're placing into the schools. Now we're having a direct communication with, the, with our community to see what the needs are. I have witnessed too many organizations where you have folks sitting in a boardroom making decisions and have no logical idea of what's truly going on in the community. And they actually go home feeling good about themselves. And that's not. And I understand that because they, 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 they've done something good in their eyes, yeah. you know. But what we're mm -hmm. saying is that you need to take it a step further. If you can't get down into the weeds of what's happening, if you can't find a way to communicate directly with the stakeholders, Oh, I bet you Melinda can talk all day about stakeholders in <laughs> <laughs> those engaging process. If you can't find a way to get to what Geico used to call the voice of the customer, mm. the people that are really mm -hmm. driving your product, driving your service, driving your needs, if you can't get to that, then at the end of the day, you're failing the people that you think you are serving. And those are not resources well said. And we can utilize those resources too here at United Way because we got to figure it out. <laughs> well, Representative Reese, I'm glad you touched on a couple of things um, I'd like to revisit. Like, you don't have to be in a serious crisis to call mm -hmm. 2 and one There are a multitude of reasons to call 2 and one and that anyone can call 2 and one and I love that we're not just the only ones taking that data to drive programs that better serve our community, that better informs everyone in their services to the community. And it's backed up by data. That's the coolest thing. We can 
go out into the community and say, this service is definitely needed and here's the data to show how important it is. So thank you for bringing that to light. Um, we're, we're so excited to have that available. You know, a, a mentor of mine said to me one time, he said, he said, Teddy, when you finish this law degree, it's going to be life changing. The fact that you're the first in your family to go to college and now you're actually going to become an attorney. So many people are going to have access to you that would not have previously had access to someone with that type of education. And I thought about it and I said, Lauren, you know what? He's right. Because prior to me going to actual undergrad, I think the first attorney I ever met in my life was in my at my undergraduate institution. Mm. And, and, and she was a professor and a mentor to this day. And so you don't think uh, for a lot of these, for a lot of our communities, it's out of sight, out of mind. If you don't know you're missing it, you don't know to miss it. Sure. Like the only doctor I had ever heard of in my life was a medical doctor. So when I got to my middle school and my principal was Dr. James, I was like, why is the doctor here running the school? I had <laughs> never heard of a PhD yeah. or, or, or EDD, you know, and, 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 and I was raised in rural Georgia to a single mother, small town, chasing my grandmother's kid, uh, chickens, you know, wasn't raised in a big city with social programs to scoop folks up and help them out. And, and that's another great thing about United Way is not just Columbus, it's for the mm -hmm. region. United yeah. Way covers everyone. But I brought up my mentor to say, he told me, he said, you're going to have, you're going to be in a place where you can provide resources to a lot of people. And it happened. But guess what? I had to condition them too, Lauren, because I had to tell them, don't come to me when the house is on fire. Call me when you see smoke. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what mm -hmm. I'm getting to here is we need the people to call us when you when you think that you're about to have a problem, not when you're so deep into it. No, it, it's hard for us to help you if you're two days out from an eviction. Pat Frey can't mm -hmm. do much for you if you're two days out from an eviction. But if you call Pat Frey when you are first at your first money, you know you're going to have a problem paying that rent. Go ahead and give her a call so we can start assisting you. And that's the message we need to get out. 211 is not just a place for urgent matters. Mm -hmm. 211 mm -hmm. is a place for matters that we see that may happen, may come up, and we need to address before they become a big problem. That's that right. 211 is also part of that. So I, I just want to touch on that because you mentioned that earlier um, uh, about not waiting till it's too late. And it is, it's important that, that we not mm -hmm. wait till it's too late. And I may be talking too much. I apologize. <laughs> no, Teddy, I, I actually wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people feel like my problem's small, I don't need to take your time. You know, they, they just feel like that's not something they need to call about. But my perception is, we, you said earlier, you know, there's a lot of people who they're one paycheck from disaster mm. and any little thing could, could escalate, you know, something where maybe you're not in poverty, but you're just experiencing a struggle. But if that struggle doesn't get answered, now, all of a sudden, you are in danger of, of slipping into that poverty or having a bigger crisis. So we really want people to, to acknowledge that, you know, sometimes we all need that helping hand and don't be afraid to reach out and, and let us help you get that um, so that you don't have a big issue. You, we can just solve the small issues for you before they become a problem. Right. It's so powerful to know you're not alone in your, in your situation, your challenges, there are people like Melinda, like Representative Reese that are in the community, like United Way, 
and two-on-one that are, we're here. We're here to listen, figure it out with you, and help you along your journey. And that there are probably, a, there are programs or services that can help. We may not be able to solve your problem immediately and today, but we can definitely listen and, and start that journey with you. So I think that you're right, Melinda, and Representative Reese, that there are a lot of people thinking that maybe their problem is theirs and worried about, or there's maybe shame or guilt about sharing that burden. That's what we're here for. That's what, that's our, that's our calling. I hope people hear that, that they're not alone. Please call 211. I've never had anyone that I sent to 211 or United Way for help to call me back and say, those people put my business in the streets mm. because that's not what they do. Mm -hmm. It's a no judgment zone. No yes. one is there to hold this over your head. No one is there to try to publicly shame you or embarrass you. They are mm -hmm. there to help. As a matter of fact, some of the most trusted people in our community that do this work because everybody's not conditioned to do the work that is done at United Way and 211. It takes some special people to do this type of work. People that have a heart for folks, that have a compassion Folks that believe in the golden rule of doing unto others as you have them do unto you. Those that just believe that we are all children of Christ and that we have to work together in order to help lift each other in his name. Great folks that are doing this work. And I just want our community to know that you, that you cannot afford to be ashamed to ask for help mm. or to wait until the pressure is mounting so that now you feel you have to say something because your ego has been overtaken by the seriousness of your situation. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do not allow logic to, uh, you know, reasoning to over emotion to overrule logic and reason. Do, do not do that. You, you need mm -hmm. to come forth as soon as possible so that we can provide the help that, that we can provide for you in a manner in which we can provide for you. And so we're just appealing to people to make sure that they do that. Yeah. And it is a lot easier to find that help at the beginning stages that you have a smaller need for. Mm. Um, you know, finding a bag of food to feed your family for that week or a small amount to help pay your bill as opposed to you wait six months and now you owe $1,000 on your electric bill. That's a much harder ask to find. Right. But if you, were to, if you were able to get that addressed, you know, at the beginning where it's a smaller ask, you'll have a much better time getting that assistance. That's right. That's right. Well, we've covered a lot of great information here today. We usually like to kind of, before we close out, is there anything else we haven't discussed today that you want our community to know about 211, about community services? Is there anything else we haven't covered here today that you'd like to add? I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. Um. Now, I was just going to remind the people that are listening that 211 is a regional number mm -hmm. and it, 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 it works. You'll be surprised from the services that it actually works from, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a number that needs to be posted in homes just like 911 or 311. 911 is for emergencies, 311 is for city services, and 211 is for social services. That's I just kind of look at it sometimes and I tell people that you need to have those three numbers written down in your home so that they can be accessed. And I also try to uh, 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 
communicate and, 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 and relay to our religious leaders in our communities mm -hmm. that this is a resource you can share with your parishioners, with the people at your mm -hmm. churches. People are coming in for assistance. They get a lot of calls. And, mm -hmm. and actually, you know, I'm going to be challenging them very soon here to build a stronger relationship with United Way and our 211 system because it's just second nature for folks when they went with if they need help, they will go to their church. Right. Well, those churches can be the link between our community and, and 211 and those in need. Mm -hmm. And I also try to remind other elected leaders because we often get calls too from in, individuals that need assistance about 211. So we all have a little more work that we need to do. And thanks to Melinda and, and, the, and the marketing that her team is going to do and the information they're going to put in our hands, we'll be able to share this information and this number with more community resources because we do need this information now. You know, I, I, I want folks to understand 211 just as much as they understand some of these lawyer jingles that are on <laughs> I don't do those type commercials, but, uh, you know, there are some that are well known on, on, on TV. And so I want our community to know 211 just as well because it is a resource for the entire community and not just a part of the community. I'm sorry, Melinda, I kind of. No, no, that was great. Um, I think what I, what I would like everybody to know, just because it's something we've touched on but haven't really discussed, um, 211 isn't just a phone number. You can go to the online website. You can look up resources 24-7. Our phone lines are open from 8 to 6, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday to Friday. But if you need assistance, you can go and do um, an online search any time of the day, middle of the night, on the weekend, whatever you need um, to do your own search for that. We also have a, a texting feature. And again, we have live agents that can help interact with you during business hours, but you can do an on-demand text search. Additionally, um, if you were to text 989, or I'm sorry, 898-211. Um, and then, you know, that way you can get that resource by text and it comes right to your phone. So there's a lot of different methods to get these resources. It's not just, I've got to pick up the phone and call somebody. There's lots of options on how to get what you need. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Melinda, because some people may be in a situation where a phone call might not be appropriate, like you're at work or um, you're in the middle of a, a, a bus uh, ride or something like that. So you're right. Doing a text might be more helpful. Um, and always you can visit 211uwcv.org, like you said, to do a, a good search on your own and find out the services for yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Is there anything else that we need to cover? Well, I just want to again say thank you, Lauren and Alex and Melinda. Uh, you guys are doing some phenomenal work there under the leadership of Ben Mauser and so many other wonderful folks there. Um, Jennifer, I've known Jennifer for a long time. She is so amazing. And Chandra Wright and just so many other Pat Frey, so many friends that I have at United <laughs> Way because, I, one, I love coming to visit. <laughs> such a warm and welcoming environment but every time I'm there I am blessed to learn about another great way that United Way is is doing major work in our community to address the challenges that we have here in West Central Georgia so again Melinda we are excited to have you I hope you brought your seatbelt because the organization <laughs> we have here 
we are on a ride right now. And we are so excited about it because it's a positive one and it's a great one. And it's one that's going to benefit our community um, tremendously. And you are working, Melinda, with a outstanding group of visionaries, those that are not afraid to think outside of the box. And I hate saying that because it's so cliche these days to think outside the box. And people don't really, they don't even know what it really means, right? <laughs> they just say it, right? But, <laughs> but you are truly joining a team that when they have a vision, they will not allow anything to get in the way of them accomplishing that. Um, they know how to put employees there. The environment is created so that everyone thinks outside of the box anyway. And think about how can we fill the gap in a way that no one has thought about filling it or in a way that's more effective and efficient than the way that we're currently doing it. Mm. And so um, those are things that they're constantly looking at there. And it's such an amazing team. And I tell you, it, on any given day, you'll see me down there in the community <laughs> conference room over there because I love that facility as well. So thank you to United Way. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Alice, for this wonderful podcast. Um, welcome again, Melinda. And I'm just so excited to be working with you guys moving forward. Thank you. Thank you. We are so happy to have you, Representative Reese. Come down anytime. And thank you, Melinda. We appreciate you all for being here. Thank you for having us. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. To catch an earlier episode or for more information about United Way, please visit unitedcv.org. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here to chat with us.